0: Hello, folks. My name is Stan Pons, and I'm
1: the Bible teacher of Make It Clear and the president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And I am so glad that you're able to be with us. We've interviewed a lot of people, but we've never interviewed an athlete and those that are working with athletes. And I'm so glad that you could be with us because perhaps you enjoy athletics, perhaps you've been involved in athletics, your kids are involved in athletics, and you'd like to know what's being done to reach athletes for Christ. Well, we have just the person with us today. His name is Greg Tyler, and he's the chaplain of the Houston Texans. And he has got a wonderful backstory that we're going to hear about and how God framed him to be the man of God that he is today, who has given his life to be what we can commonly say, a missionary to the culture of professional athletes and beyond. So let's welcome to our program today, Greg Tyler. Welcome to Make It Clear. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Well, I'm glad that you could be here. So our folks probably would like to know a little bit more about you for a sense. You know, here you are a chaplain with these big, rich, rough and tough, hard to diaper athlete types. And uh, so were you
2: involved in athletics at all? Yes, sir. I was uh, back in 1981. Had the privilege of being a part of an organization, the Houston Oilers here in Houston. Prior to that, spent time uh, collegiately at Texas Tech University. And uh, so I've been around this thing for a while. Sounds like you're a real Texan already, just involved in the athletics here.
1: Mm -hmm. How did you sense um, you were in a need in your life for Christ in your life? In other words, what I mean by that is, you know, here you are doing athletics. How did you come to faith in
2: Jesus Christ? Tell us your story of salvation. Amen. At the age of 12, mother, father, solid family home, but my mother led me to Christ. She was a Bible teacher and and so uh, just uh, sat down one day and just asked me several questions And it was at that point in time that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. That's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, they trust Christ as their Savior,
1: but then they kind of drift and then they have what I might call a come to Jesus moment. And I don't know if I like that phrase, but they really (laughs) come come to the Lord and say, I'm ready to live full on for you. Were you one that trusted Christ and just uh, caught fire and and never uh, diminished or did something happen in your life that you really caught on fire for the Lord? Tell me about that.
2: I believed in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and then there was a period of time that I... I did, uh, that the fire went cold, if you will. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, after the very short pro career, mm-hmm. uh, I was discipled by a gentleman, I guess at age 21. And uh, it was at that time, that I really just really truly uh, gave my life to Christ and he became the Lord of my life. That's a very important concept that you
1: shared, trusting Christ and then realizing Mm -hmm. that there is also the surrender to his Lordship, whether it's at the time you're trusting Christ not Mm -hmm. to get saved, but because you are, or soon thereafter, that's that's a critical thing. I like what you said, because a lot of parents will lead their kids to Christ, but they forget to make sure that the kid then has dedicated his life to the Lord too. Mm -hmm. And so that's why kids sometimes drift They just say, okay, I have eternal life now. That's it. I got Jesus my Savior. And they go on with their life, forgetting that no, He needs to be the master or the coach, the general (laughs) manager manager of their life, you know, and they forget to do that. But you threw in the word discipleship. You had a guy who came alongside you that just didn't say, you need to make him Lord and left you. He then groomed you. What are some of the things he did to disciple you in
2: those early years commitment to Christ? In those earlier years, um, uh, he showed me the importance of how to lead someone else, how to uh, share my testimony, uh, share my faith, and then uh, do that in, in such a compelling way as to lead someone else and to share with someone else the riches, I guess, that I've experienced in Christ. Was this happening to you while you were at Texas Tech? No, this was... after Texas Tech, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Billy Hanks Jr. Okay. And we began to travel together and I began to do some of his special music Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he began just to walk me through the various stages. Well, then how did you get involved from there, from
1: being involved in Christian ministry, Mm -hmm. being disciple, and yet you segued
2: into a sports and a more professional level? Talk to us about that part of your journey. I, um, took a position with a group called Thomas Nelson Publishers. After spending several years there, the gentleman that took my place there, we moved back, we moved first to Nashville and and then moved back to Houston. That gentleman called me one day and he said, "Hey, hey, Greg, are you still doing marriage ministry? And I told him, my wife and I were. Uh, he said, hey, man, are you still training with athletes and that sort of thing? And I told him, yes, we are. He said, what, what, what about discipleship? Are you discipling these guys? I told him that I was. And he said, hey, man, listen, I have someone I want you to call. It was Athletes in Action. I believe I've got the perfect entree for you at this time. And so I did that. So you entered into
1: Athletes in Action. Uh, Before we go on with your journey, Mm because I am excited to hear about God working in your life. Tell us a little bit about Athletes in Action,
2: because our people may not know about that particular ministry. Can you briefly tell us about Athletes in Action? Yes, I can. Athletes in Action is the sports ministry side for a much larger organization called Crew or Campus Crusade for Christ. And so we minister strictly and and primarily to professional athletes in baseball, basketball, football, and soccer. And so we have the belief that as athletes are looking, or I guess as uh, people, children, teenagers, adults are looking to these athletes as mentors, then We want those athletes to be looking to Christ. And so that's the primary thrust. That is exciting. Mm
1: -hmm. For those of you that just tuned in, my name is Stan Pons, and I'm your host here at Make It Clear and president of Florida Bible College. And today we have as my guest a very special man of God. His name is Greg Tyler, Mm -hmm. and he's the chaplain for the Houston Texans. He serves with Athletes in Action. Mm -hmm. He just shared with us a little bit about the story of Athletes in Action, what their purpose is and with whom they work. So let's talk about you. So you Mm -hmm. went into Athletes in Action,
2: and what was one of your first responsibilities with Athletes in Action? (laughs) My family and I moved to Kansas City and had the opportunity to serve with the Kansas City Chiefs for five years. And tell us about that. You know, it was just um, reigniting, I guess, uh, getting the opportunity to spend time on a daily basis doing life uh, with these athletes. My wife serves alongside of me. And so as I'm working with the men, coaches, athletes, then she's working with the wives and the fiancees. And so it was just, I guess, breaking ground, getting, uh, uh, getting used to communicating with them on a consistent daily basis. Now with someone like you saved at a
1: young age, committing your life to Christ as a Christian at 21, what drew you into the world of athletics and even the professional world of athletics as a
2: mission field? Amen. Uh, spending time there, spending numerous hours, uh, with these athletes, I understood how they think, how they process thought. I, understa- I understood some of the things, temptations that they had to deal with in their lives. And then I also understood that many of those brothers and, and sisters maybe had not taken the time or had the privilege of giving their lives to Christ. And so we really felt uh, just a real burden for them and a desire. To change that. What's been the most fulfilling in your ministry of working with athletes? Wow, Stan, seeing the light Mm. pop—if you would, Uh, you can be talking to an individual and you can just see the glow in their eyes or the twinkle in their eyes. Like I've really, I got it. I was talking to a gentleman one day and on one particular day. And the next day we were playing the game. So I guess that was a Saturday evening. We were talking about Noah and his ark, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we were down on the stadium that next day mm-hmm. and warming up. And this gentleman ran over to me and he said, Hey, chap, uh, everybody calls me chap. chap. He mm-hmm. said, uh, I didn't realize that the rainbow Was in the Bible. (laughs) Now, here we are down on the field and, and, you know, everybody thinks, hey, man, this thing is tight and everybody's getting lined up and ready. And and here we are having this type of conversation about the scripture from the previous evening right down there on the field. I guess that was extremely rewarding. The fact that
1: people then realize the value of athletes in action Mm. and then for you specifically as a your chaplain is the best word. But theoretically, though, you're a missionary. Yes. To support you. To support what you're doing Because they know That these athletes It's basically 24-7 I mean, they're going to be On the field They're going to be practicing Or they're going to be doing Wild and crazy things For the most part And I'm not marginalizing them In any way (laughs) But they still need Jesus Christ as their Savior They often don't have time During the season Mm -hmm. To end up in church Because when are most Professional football games played That's right On Sunday So they can't So you become Not only just The guy on the sideline The guy that's their buddy Who lives a a decent life Mm -hmm. You know They also see you sometimes as their pastor yes so talk to me about your pastoral role that you might play and i you talked a little bit about your sweet wife taking care of the ladies and i do like that so talk to me about your pastoral role with these guys what are some of the things you have found yourself doing when you were with the kansas city chiefs and now with the houston texans Mm -hmm. as
2: shepherding these
1: guys as a missionary but also
2: as their pastor what do you do well you know you first want to build a level of trust. And so you want them to be able to know that the information that they're giving you is going to be secure, mm-hmm. not going to be shared. Elsewhere. Confidential confidentiality is really, really significant.
1: You know why? Because mm-hmm. they have a lot of pride. They build up all the shell around them and they have their persona <laughs> and their image and all of that. But yet inside their chest beats the heart of a, of a little child that's lost and lonely and in need of something yes. that he doesn't know what it is, but he yeah. knows
2: he has his inner need. Mm. So go ahead now. That's beautiful. And, and and you're so true. You know, you, you, you're dealing with gentlemen who've been blessed, uh, with a lot level of wealth and consequently that that fortune brings about a level of fame and 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 that attracts other people the thing that we see and we know is that people need the lord amen people need the lord and 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 that's where they are and so we address that and and and, uh, and that's really our heart towards them and so you want to get an opportunity to teach them the scriptures you want to give them an opportunity to learn the importance of duplicating themselves in the lives of others. And, and so we sit down and just really take time to get a chance to know these athletes and to find out what promptings in their spirit. I'm wanting to say what makes them tick. Yeah. Uh, and as we do that, yeah, uh, then we began bringing biblical principles to that.
1: Now, you're always available to them. So yes. when a crisis hits, they know that you're the lighthouse and it's always on and yes. you're a very loving and warm lighthouse that can come to you 24 yes. 7. And so that we're going to call that a passive ministry in their life. I didn't say okay. imp, uh, lack of importance, yes. but just passive. Mm-hmm. As an active ministry, what are some things that you might do on a more purposeful way and when i ask that question i know that there are seasons in in an athlete's life i mean you can't do as much during the actual football Mm. season Mm -hmm. do a little bit more maybe during the practice maybe some in the summer but then their lives are in transition they're traveling so what do you do in a more purposed way than just a passive
2: way Mm. with the athletes all right um a weekly schedule on a monday that's a great I'd love that. go through the <laughs> okay. schedule I should have asked it that way on a, on a monday evening we do what we call couple study okay. and uh, and that's where we have a relationship time for the uh, premarried, uh, those that are married, uh, where we come together and, and just study uh, relational things as it relates to scripture. Mm-hmm. On any given Wednesday, uh, we have what will be called Bible study or Texans study. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the time where we can just kind of dig into the meat and potatoes of the word. And so we do that on Wednesdays. My wife also serves the women on Wednesdays in that capacity as well. On a Friday, we will do a... Um, a, I guess, more of an office type of study. And then Saturday before the game, Mm -hmm. we have what we call a chapel service, which is actually a a microcosm of a church service. And how long and what do you do during those chapels? Because, I mean, you don't have a lot of time. So what do you do? You're right. Um, We spend 27 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people would like to go to
1: that kind of service. (laughs) Yes, we
2: do. Uh, And so during that service, uh, having been on church staff before, then mm-hmm. we have a scriptural reading mm-hmm. uh, which a player will do and mm-hmm. and uh, and then a song, and then we preach the word. Mm-hmm. And so that time really travels fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gives these gentlemen because they can't serve on a Sunday morning, it gives them an opportunity to to worship the Lord and have that opportunity prior to playing the game. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Greg
1: Tyler. He's the chaplain of the Houston Texans, and he's also our guest today here on Make It Clear. And we're really hearing a little bit more of what goes on in the world of professional athletics particularly football now because he's a football chaplain but at the same time what are we doing to reach those guys for Christ now it seems to me that some of us will look at it and you've got this huge team and the players and the coaches and the support staff and all that you would think that you'd have a service of you know 300 guys or 200 people but but it's a much smaller but at the same time these are guys that come into the services whether it's Monday night study Tuesday night Friday, you know Saturday whatever that might be players still come and go. Years ago, those players had stayed their whole career in one team. Less and less that's happening today. You know, they're just moved all around because it's all about winning in the big bucks and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, in a sense, you might have a player for a part of a year, maybe one year, maybe two years, and then they're shifted to another team. Mm -hmm. So, you have a short bit of time to quickly earn their respect, their confidence, provide them a way where they can connect with you Mm -hmm. and the Word of God, have a viable ministry in their life, but also Allow it to be continuing. So you might have a small group here, but they keep like little missionaries going off now to other teams, taking what they've gained in your study in your way. Speak to us about that. Have you seen that happen? Am I pretty much on track?
2: You are on track there. You know, one of the things that um, that we say to each of these athletes uh, is this, that once we, we come into contact and we build a relationship and fellowship with one mm-hmm. another, mm-hmm. the emblem on the side of your helmet mm-hmm. might change, but the relationship will stay the same. Wow.
1: That is so rich mm-hmm. for them to know that there's something bigger than the Emblem on their helmet. Yes. There's a relationship with a brother in Christ, Amen. and also even with an eternal relationship with Christ, long after they're injured and they can't play or whatever happens. Yes,
2: yes. And so we make sure that we stay in contact with the gentlemen and and uh, and their families. Uh, we've had the privilege of of marrying oh a number of these uh, of these couples as we've gone through. And one of the other things I guess that we do is uh, we didn't speak about that, uh, but the cooking ministry has been a, a really... What is that about? <laughs> Talk about that. These guys you must bet. eat a whole truckload of food. These know? brothers can can consume some food. They can, uh, but we found that one of the ways to these players to reach their heart is through their appetite and uh, I was privileged years ago Uh, my mother taught me how to bake from scratch and cook Mm. from scratch and uh, and so that's become a very vital part of what we do in terms of drawing these guys in. That is excellent and Mm -hmm. something that you can do
1: together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shift our conversation because we only have a couple more minutes Mm -hmm. left of our program Mm -hmm. and I want to speak to the parents uh, that are listening perhaps or maybe a young person Mm -hmm. they have their kids in sports whatever it might be yes now that you're on the other end because some Some of these kids are they set their sight to be an NBA player, Mm -hmm. an NFL player, MLB player. You know, we get that. But what can parents do now to make sure their kids are grounded as these kids are beginning to be immersed in the um, culture of athletics? What can they do to prepare their kids now for what athletics could bring to them? Should they be uh, good athletes? What would you recommend them to do? How, How would you focus these parents in preparing their kids for the world of athletics? I would
2: certainly um, encourage them to just emphasize and and reemphasize the importance uh, of knowing who you are, the importance of loving the Lord Jesus and having a personal relationship with him. That goes a long way in terms of solidifying a person and giving them a confidence uh, as they move into the sports world. This, uh, uh, I would share with them that uh, uh, to understand as important as it is uh, to place so much emphasis on athletics, this, this sport can come and go Mm-hmm. Very rapidly, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's got to be something, something that's more significant, something that they can really hold on to and build their life on. I would just encourage them, just as as they're as they're practicing, as they're playing, uh, give them that opportunity to really know Christ as their personal Savior. I am sure there are other
1: things, but mm-hmm. I would rather not go to those other things mm-hmm. and really park on that, mm-hmm. folks. This is why I wanted you to be able to hear Greg Tyler mm. not to come in with lists here and all these funny stories and mm. all this stuff that's out there, but to go right back to the depth. Can you really hear that inside his chest beats the heart of a man of God mm. who loves the Lord with all of his heart, soul, and mind? He loves others, mm. but he loves him in such a way as to remember to keep the main thing. The yes. main thing is that that people, athletes, their mm. families would come to faith alone in Christ. Mm. And once they've done that, to go on to become fully obedient worshipers of the Lord. We've been talking with Greg Tyler, chaplain of the Houston Texans. And for you to know this, the listeners, and that is that Greg is not paid by any sports team, mm-hmm. whether it was the Kansas City Chiefs or the Texans or whatever. He has to raise his own support to be able to do this, just like a missionary. Mm-hmm. So think in your mind when you go to church and they have the pictures of the missionaries or they do a mission moment. I want you to realize that Greg Tyler is one of those missionaries, mm-hmm. and he is in that rough and tough and tumble world mm-hmm. of athletics, particularly professional athletics. Particularly particularly NFL. Mm-hmm. And there are those superstars and we thank God for them. And then there are those that come in wide eye, brand new athletes into the professional world that they need someone like Greg Tyler, who is becomes not about Greg Tyler, Mm -hmm. but about Jesus Christ, and Greg is the one to do that. Maybe some of you would like to contact Greg and be able to find out a little bit more of what he does, and maybe you are a coach, you are a manager, or you sense in your own heart you would like to be a chaplain of some sports Mm -hmm. team, and you want to do a better job. You see sports as a mission field, Mm -hmm. and you see yourself as a servant of the Lord to be able to reach them, and you would want someone to talk to you. I want you to know that Greg is the kind of person that is not difficult to reach nor to talk to because he cares for you. He wants to multiply what he's doing in that world of athletics in the lives of other folks just like you who want to do that too. If you'd like to get a hold of Greg Tyler, probably the best way you can do that is just to contact us at makeitclear.org, makeitclear.org, and we'd be glad to put you in touch with Greg Tyler. You can also write him at his email, his email is, and this is a long one, so you may want to get ready to write it down it'll be salt and light 277469 that's salt and light 277469 at yahoo.com now folks how many people would ever give you their email address when they're in such a public profile world as professional sports greg wood and he just did. So you can reach Greg there, or you can certainly reach me at at org. That's org, And I'll put you in touch with Greg Tyler, what he's doing, how he is uh, um, involved with athletes in action, but he is totally committed to the Houston Texans and the guys that come in and go out through the Texans, their family, the support teams, the coaches, and all the rest. Greg, why don't you end by just sharing with us now how that our listeners can pray for you in the world of professional
2: sports. Amen. Uh, you can certainly pray uh, that the Lord would just continue to give clear vision and just a clarity of his word to the people that we minister to. These, uh, these players, their families uh, go through so much and, and, uh, and they need a confidant. That they can trust and depend on in some of those tough times, and so we would just pray that uh, that the avenues would remain clear, uh, and that the contacts would would uh, would be steady. Uh, that as these guys reach out, uh, that we'd be able to be there for them at that point of need. Well, Greg, it's been
1: an honor for me to know you these many years, mm-hmm. and especially to introduce you to our precious listeners. And so thank you for sharing what God has laid on your heart, but also thank you for standing strong and lasting long in a world that is filled with the highest level of temptation and the accessibility to so much sin, we might say, yes. and yet to know that there are those like you who have not bowed their knee to bail, but they have stood strong for the Lord. Thank you for being with us. Amen. Thank you for having me. Well, folks, you've been listening to Make It Clear. My name is Stan Pons. I'm your Bible teacher and host and the president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. If you are thinking about getting some Bible and you'd like to go more beyond a Bible study or a Sunday school class, then you might be interested in knowing more about Florida Bible College. We offer online courses, on-campus courses, and we are offering extension campuses. And maybe you'd like to have an extension campus of Florida Bible College in your church. You can take classes for credit or just for audit in areas where you can learn the Bible, but also be properly equipped to do Christian ministry. So let us know how we can help you. That way, you can find out more at floridabiblecollege.com. And then I want to thank all of you who are supporting Make It Clear. We could not do what we're doing without Christians seeing the value of Christian radio, but particularly Make It Clear as we teach the Word of God and we bring people to you to help transform your lives. Thank you for supporting Make It Clear. And if you'd like to do that and you're not doing it now, you can go to makeitclear.org, makeitclear.org, and you can give securely on our website. God bless all of you for being with us. And until next time, Make It Clear.
0: Listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida.